Fire Nation in the house for another live Q&A episode where I get to answer your questions, Fire Nation, and we have some doozies today. So stick around for that. We're going to dive into them as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsor. So why do a vast majority of businesses fail within the first five years? If you were to ask me or my friend Billy Jean, we'd both tell you the same thing. It's because they can't figure out how to get more customers. Ditch the fear you have around paid advertising and learn how to finally make it work for you. Billy Jean has a completely free training that will teach you exactly how to use paid ads to get more customers in any niche. Visit watchbillysvideo.com to access his free training today. Watch Billy's Video. Dot com. Ooh, oh my gosh. Hello, JD. <laughs> Henneke, how are you doing today? Hey, JLD. How oh, are you? Oh, Henneke, whenever I hear your voice, your accent, it just brightens my day. So I am excited to chat with you. I was really fired up that you were one of the people that answered the Facebook post and the Instagram message that I left there. So uh, what's going on in your world right now? Let people know where you're from, what you have going on, and we'll dive into your question. Awesome sauce. Hi, everybody. I'm from beautiful, beautiful, sunny Jamaica. Yes. And uh, yeah, all right. Jamaica, no problem, man. <laughs> Caribbean baby, you and me both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I am um, right now I'm just, you know, in my world connecting leaders with leaders. And that's what I'm doing through my podcast and through hosting events, etc. And you just actually had an event down in Jamaica, didn't you? Yes, I just had Leadercast Kingston and that was super amazing. I was truly blown away. I was so overwhelmed emotionally by the response. I know it was gonna be great, but I didn't expect it to be that great for the very <laughs> first time you know <laughs> I love it I knew it was going to be great like let's be honest I am Henneke after all but I mean this <laughs> was even greater than great I love that <laughs> yes 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 and thanks to my amazing team who made it happen so, yeah. so cool well what's going on in your world how can I help ask me a question well, I, you know, you inspired me after somebody referred me, a friend referred me to your podcast um, almost two years ago, JLD. Wow. And since then, you have been my inspiration. So I kind of wanted to find out from you, what is that single uh, most effective uh, marketing tool that you use for your podcast? We just had a conversation with Rob, and he's actually another podcaster, interestingly enough. Um, I don't even know if I had a podcast on the last couple of Q&As, but the, you've been the last two have been both really high, um, engaging, excited podcasters. And we went into depth about how it's so important to actually have one-on-one conversations with your listeners. And that might have been a direction that I went in with this answer right here. Um, If I hadn't just on the last question, which is going to be part of the same episode, went into depth with Rob on that. So if you're listening right now, you know, that is something that I definitely think is a great marketing tactic with your podcast. So I want to talk about another great podcast marketing tactic that I really feel like people like you, Henneke, and other people could do that could be really exciting. And it's, guess what? Not specifically a marketing or a podcast marketing tactic. It's going outside of the podcasting world and bubble a little bit to really drive excitement and to really drive um, awareness and just to really drive just the whole energy that you want back towards your podcast. And that would be a virtual summit. So have you ever been a part of or thrown a virtual summit, Hanukkah? 
which I have. So remember, um, it was last September, actually, I did the first um, online summit uh, slash con- well, conference slash um, what you call it. No, it would have been a... Wait, I oh was part God. of the summit, wasn't <laughs> yes, I? Yes, oh, yes, See, this yes, is so I- perfect then. So this is so perfect. <laughs> so I was part of that summit. And one thing that I see people doing that I think that you maybe did, and you can maybe talk about a little bit if you did, but what I see a lot of people not doing that do these type of things is repurposing that content in very powerful ways. So now you have this opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to do a summit on a specific topic. So let's just say that topic is going to be, you know, Instagram influencers, like how to become an Instagram influencer. Now there's a lot of people out there that are building their lives and their business and generating all their revenue from Instagram. You know, they're out there, they're sharing cool pictures, cool quotes, they're doing videos, they're doing all these different things. And they're having a lot of great opportunities to become quote unquote Instagram influencers because there's companies that are reaching out that are saying, hey, I want to sponsor you. I want you you to promote this product or that product. I can actually officially now say that I'm an Instagram influencer because Dove Soap reached out to me and said, hey, we want you to promote um, our Dove men's soap during this one campaign. It was really cool. And guess what? (laughs) It was not for a little amount of money. Like I don't have an obnoxious amount of followers. I think I'm getting close to 37,000 followers right now. But you know, there are people in the hundreds of thousands. There are people in the millions of followers. But Dove identified me as a micro influencer. And I was able to, with one Instagram post and just a couple of mentions in the Instagram story, you know, generate almost five figures of revenue from that. And, and that's, wow. again, not having a ton of followers, com- you know, comparative to some of the bigger Instagram influencers out there. So there's just, there's a lot of opportunities in that. And I'm kind of digressing a little bit, but it's just the point of what is that one industry, that one niche that you can really build this exciting virtual summit slash panel around and interview 10 or 15 or 20 people specifically in this niche, whatever that niche might be. And then you set the, you set the interviews up, you have the conversations, you know, it's a summit. So you kind of have this vibe, like this one day event or this two day event, however you set it up and you have all this content, you're able to drive all the traffic to it and have them share with their audience. And so then you kind of get all this going on. And guess what? You can have sponsors for that virtual summit. And one of your sponsors can be your podcast. And one of the sponsors can be different things that's going to drive people back to your content. And then you're not just like looking at that content in the virtual summit as a standalone um, content. You're going to be able to repurpose that content back onto your podcast. So then maybe once a month over the next 15 months, you're just publishing one of those episodes. Maybe it's a bonus episode. Maybe it's just part of your normal flow, but you're taking that. And you can say, hey, listen, we did this 15, this killer 15 um, experts uh, virtual summit panel where we just had, you know, 15 of the top people come in on Instagram influencers. And here's like a sneak peek of one of the 15 episodes. You know, if you want all 15, you know, just go over to, you know, jld.com slash Instagram, like whatever your link is. And that can just take them over to a page where boom, then there's like, you know, for $97 right there, they can buy all 15. If they're like, Hey, right now, I want to become an Instagram influencer. I want to learn from all of these 15 interviews. I don't want to just hear one of the 15 that Henneke just shared, but I want I want to hear all of them right now. So that can be a way that you're also generating revenue. So it's going outside of just a podcasting world, doing things like virtual summits to kind of you know have this more of a now present in the moment type of feel, and then repurposing that content back to your podcast. So you, you're 
be able to take the time and the energy you put into that virtual summit and utilize it for your podcast as well can be a really cool and exciting way. So I want to pass it back over to you, Hendrik, and say, did you do any of these things with your virtual summit? So here's the thing, like all of what you're saying, like, oh my gosh, you know, you know when you know what you need to do, but somehow you have not done it. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> and that's, that's the part that I, that I'm at right now, because I have all this amazing content, including, as you mentioned, JLD, uh, your presentation as well. And I've done nothing with it. I've just sat there with it, um, thinking about repurposing it, but have, haven't done it just yet. <laughs> release them as bonus episodes or just you know feed them in every now and then to your current podcast take all of them right now and just create one separate podcast from your current podcast so it's just a 15 episode podcast that's just those presentations and put it out into the iTunes you know Spotify Stitcher universe and have it sitting there so that you know when people are searching John Lee Dumas and other different names that they're searching for and they're coming to this like one 15 episode podcast that's all around this certain topic and then the podcast starts but guess what is you now saying hey this is Henneke we did this virtual summit you know a little while ago but before we start I want to give you a call to action. Check out my current podcast right now. Boom. You're going to drive people to your current podcast. And then the outro, don't forget to check out my current podcast right now. And then you can have an episode number two. Maybe you're going to give them a, a, a call to action in the intro, in the outro for one of your lead magnets to get them on your email list. And then maybe on the third one, you're going to have them, you know, do something else. And now you can have this, this one podcast that's just sitting there with these 15 episodes that are constantly going to be driving traffic to your current podcast, to your lead magnets. A specific example of this is my free podcast course podcast. Like I created- which I took. <laughs> Yeah, which you took. Like you probably went through the free podcast course and a lot of people did that, but guess how a lot of people found out about the free podcast course? They were on iTunes. They saw the free podcast course podcast, listened to episode one, two, or three, or all of them, and were like, okay, this is great content, but in those episodes, I'm like, by the way, guys, I have video tutorials of all of what I'm talking about now. If you want to see this visually, just go to freepodcastcourse.com and sign up for the actual course there, which is also completely free. Um, and you can just not get the audio, which you're listening to right now, but you can get the video as well. And so then now I have this 20 episode podcast, Henneke, that's just sitting in iTunes that's getting like three, four, 500 listens a day that's consistently sending people to my free podcast course. Again, then guess what? Sends people to my free podcast masterclass webinar. Then guess what? Excuse me, sends people into podcasters paradise. So that's how you can repurpose this content that you have and just continuously be driving this free organic traffic to things that you're creating. Does that make sense? It makes all the sense. In fact, that's how I found um, the course in the in in the first place. I actually, went through iTunes after I was, you know, um, referred by a friend. Oh, see, and this is what I love, Fire Nation, is like we have these kind of conversations and Henneke, like success leaves clues and Fire Nation, success leaves clues, but a lot of people don't actually take those clues. I mean, like if Henneke had literally sat down and said, hey, let me just retrace my steps. Like, how did I hear about JLD? I was referred from a friend. Well, how did I first consume his content? Well, I found this free podcast course podcast on iTunes and then it led me to the free podcast course and it led me to his webinar. Then it led me into Podcasters Paradise and now I'm doing my own podcast and I'm throwing you know, an event down in Jamaica and I'm doing this. Like, If you retrace your own steps, Fire Nation, you know, the success leaves clues. And so think about that. And then, hey, why isn't Henneke now applying the same principles that I've applied to have the success that I've had into her business? Hmm, Henneke? Mm, amazing stuff. <laughs> amazing stuff. <laughs> 
it's always so you know it's always so me an honor and a privilege to listen to you you know all across all the platforms that you are on and your wisdom and your insights and just your willingness to share you know that that for me is is awesome priceless Henneke, honestly, your accent is priceless. I think your energy <laughs> is priceless. Um, are you making it to podcast movement this year? Uh, no, I'm not. I am not, unfortunately. I should because, you know, and I've, I've thought about, you know, putting it on my calendar and then so many things happened, including, you know, I, I shared that I went to India for two months. Yes. So that kind of shared my, um, you know, pushed my schedule back a while. And then I'm now preparing for LeaderCast Woman after a successful LeaderCast Kingston. So... Yeah. <laughs> Can't do it all. Listen, you no. cannot do it all, That's but I will it. say maybe for 2019, try to put it on your calendar. It's a wonderful place. I know that you will just really enjoy the content, the people. But listen, you can't do it all in Fire Nation. That's why you really have to sit down, you know, and really say, hey, how am I planning my year out? Like, what are the things that I want to accomplish? What are the goal markers that I want to set and hit? And those are really uh, important and cool things to do. And Henneke, always a pleasure. Um, Say goodbye to Fire Nation. Let us know where we can find out more about you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Again, Fire Nation, it's so good to share with you and, you know, be a part of your journey as well. So, of course, I can be found at HennekaWatkisPorture.com. I know I have a kind of funny spelling name. It's H-E-N-E-K-A-W-A-T-K-I-S, Porto, P-O-R-T-E-R.com. And you can find out all, you know, all the things that I'm up to, my podcast, my blog, and the events that are coming up. So, thank you so much for this awesome opportunity. It's always been a dream of mine to be on Fire Nation. Be on, 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 <laughs> yes, and here I am. I, did, I didn't expect it today. I didn't expect it to happen today and it did happen today. So I'm grateful. It was meant to be, Hanukkah. I'm grateful for you as well. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Now, how lovely was it hearing from Henneka? You can just hear people's happiness and joy in voices sometimes, and I just love that about her. So we're going to take a minute. We're going to thank our sponsor, and we have a couple great questions coming your way, so don't go anywhere. All right, Fire Nation, so I have Billy Jean on the mic for this incredible sponsorship read, and Billy, I think you have a question for me. You've interviewed thousands of entrepreneurs, some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world, most influential entrepreneurs in the world. But on the flip side of that, what's the stat? Like 90, 95% of businesses fail within the five, first five years. Yeah. And my question to you is why? What is that one thing that literally 95 out of 100 people are not understanding? Billy, they don't keep generating revenue. They don't keep bringing in customers and clients and they can't keep the lights on, period. It breaks my heart. And you know what it is, is I think too many businesses that literally believe that waiting on referrals is a way to run a consistent, predictable and stable business and it's virtually costing everybody everything. Literally, people take pride in the fact that they don't advertise. Like, oh, my whole business is organic and referrals. I would never pay for advertisements. And it's the most ignorant and arrogant standpoint that I see people take that's killing them. And so right now we have these tools available in 2018, 19, where Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, you can get in front of your ideal customer for one cent three cents for a view and people are afraid to take advantage of those opportunities because they don't understand one thing, how to get an ROI on their ads. There's no shortage of customers. There's just a short of, of businesses 
who understand how to turn clicks into customers. And that's what I want to teach them, John. Yes. Stop going out of business. There's no reason. Like right now, if the only thing that's stopping you from growing your business is just getting more customers who can actually afford your services that you like working with, then you got to show up to my training. Like I, I literally made a video, John, that outlines exactly how to use paid advertisements to get customers for any business in any niche. I don't care if you do product sales, physical products. I don't care if it's B2B. I don't care if it's B2C. Whatever your excuse is, I'm telling you, you are one solid advertisement away from having predictable sales in your business and being able to truly scale and not fail. I want to watch the video right now. You know what it's called? watchbillysvideo.com. <laughs> <laughs> watchbillysvideo.com. Fire Nation, you heard it from Billy Jean, the genius himself. Watchbillysvideo.com. Wait, John, here's the best part. It's freaking free. And it's free. There's, no, like, there's nothing. Just literally, I'll send it to you. Like, just I'll text it to you. I'll email it to you, whatever the heck. Just go there and watch the video and just tell me it's not helpful. Love it. Watchbillysvideo.com. Hello, Matt speaking. Matt, John, Lee Dumas. How are you doing today, brother? Pretty good, sir. How about yourself? You know, I can't complain, but I will say I got to share kind of a funny exchange we had on Skype with all of Fire Nation. So, you know, I posted Fire Nation in Facebook and Instagram. I was like, hey, I'm going to be calling people today. If you have any questions, like just uh, for me, drop your Skype ID in to the chat below and I'll call. And so, of course, you know, Matt did just that. And then I called him and then he didn't answer. And then I just get this message from him like 20 minutes ago. Bro, did I miss out on something here? Question mark. I just turned on my Skype to fire up a podcast. I mean, who has Skype running full time? Come on, man. Ha ha. And my answer to you, Matt, is um, people have Skype running who just dropped in a Facebook chat that they want to talk to somebody on Skype. So <laughs> that's my response to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty fair point. That's a pretty fair point. Uh, so listen, brother, I'm excited to chat. I know we've actually had a few exchanges on Instagram via direct messages. I know you got some stuff going on in the podcasting world and other areas in your entrepreneurship life. So Take a couple seconds, let people know who you are, where you're from, and then dive into your question. Uh, my name is Matt Corthius. I'm from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, up here in Canada. I am a former professional hockey player, and upon retiring, I turned into a, a coach. So I started coaching on ice, kind of live one-on-one -on -one coaching, and then started finding guys like yourself, Pat Flynn, and started thinking about how I could turn what I did on the ice into kind of an online business. And so I did that, and I have a website called HockeyProTraining.com where I have training videos and tutorials and the like. And then um, kind of through, like I said, guys like yourself, Pat Flynn, and other podcasters, I decided to jump into the podcast world and got started about uh, maybe three or four months ago. And yeah, so we're here now, still follow you. I still bombard your uh, IG DM <laughs> from time to time with questions. Just uh, grateful for the replies when I do get them because it's been very helpful and yeah, we're here today. I'm about to do a podcast in 10 minutes, so I just fired up my Skype. I'll be having it on full time from now on. Maybe throw <laughs> the app back on my phone and make sure I don't miss out on any uh, knowledge bomb sessions. Now, is this an interview you have in 10 minutes? So like, like, do we have a countdown timer here? We have a little bit of a countdown timer. He said he'd be 30 minutes late. The interview is for th uh, 12 o'clock. I talked to a lot of coaches that are kind of around the world. So this guy's actually in Austria right now. He works at the uh, Red Bull Training Academy. So we got a couple minutes, so we're good. Cool. Well, fire off your question, and if he ever pings you on Skype and says, hey, I'm ready to chat, let me know, and I will be uh, very concise. 
Okay, perfect. I actually, uh, going back to what you said about having my Skype open, I actually don't even have a question ready. But I do, I will ask you the question <laughs> I asked earlier. I have been doing most of my interviews via um, like uh, the, the video chat Skype, right? Not just the audio. And I found recently when I turned off the video, because one guy didn't have a webcam, yada, 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 we just did a video chat or just an audio chat. It was a much better conversation overall. And I was wondering, is there a reason you just do the audio chat? Is it for that reason? Or why is that? It's a great question. I get this question quite often because I, since day one, have been audio only. And there's a lot of people who interview me because I do between 20 to 30 interviews on other shows every single month. Um, and they insist on having the video on, even if it is going to be an audio only show, um, which I'm totally fine with. And it's their show. I want to comply with what they want. And, and we do that as well. And then, of course, there's people that just actually have video shows. So, of course, the video has to be on because it's part of what they do because they like to have it on Facebook and YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. So there's like really those basically those three camps, people that do audio only, people that do video, even though it's audio only and people that just actually do video shows. So, of course, the video has to be on. So. Going back to your your main question for me, which would be like, why do I only do audio only? Because I do do audio only. I'm a big believer in this. Number one, um, it is going to take up less bandwidth. Now, if both people are ha- uh, in a situation where they have great internet connection and they're hardwired in, so they're not relying on Wi-Fi, then guess what? You can really have a good high high audio quality conversation with the video on. But a lot of times, you know, people aren't in ideal situations. They don't have super fast download and upload speed. They're not hardwired in. And so when you do that and you add video on top of that, video takes a ton of bandwidth. It takes a lot of the juice. And what does things like Skype and Zoom do? Well, when the video starts to kind of go out a little bit, then they'll kind of detract on the audio quality a little bit to kind of make up and to allow the video to keep going. So I want to just say, hey, I want to cut that off at the head and I just want the best audio quality possible for my listeners because they're going to be listening earbuds only. It's going to be audio only. So I want to make sure that the audio experience is as good as possible. So even if my guest has a less than ideal internet connection slash situation, it's going to be as good as possible. So that's number one. Number two and I think this was an interesting point that you made, Matt, which was, you know, when you turned off the, or when you had the interview that didn't have the camera on, even though you had done a bunch with, you felt like it was a lot better conversation. Here's the thing that I think about with that. When it is video and there you are, you're on video, your guest is on the video for the entire conversation, you kind of have to be on. Like you have to be looking yeah. at the at the camera, nodding when the person is talking because of course that's the polite thing to do. You know, you can't do the things like, you know, I don't know, like look off to the side real quick or do one of these things because the person's like, oh, am I losing his distraction or this or that? And yeah. also like when you're looking at the person, like you're noticing other things like about their face or about their facial text and, and you're also maybe looking at your side of the video and being like oh my god my, my lighting is not that good and guess what all those things are just distractions 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 and so when you cut those things out then number one it allows when you go on a little bit of a rant you know your guests can just maybe be like looking at the next question like this that they have down there if you sent them their questions early if they know what's going on and be preparing and thinking about that if your guest is going on a little bit of a rant then you can maybe take a second and just kind of like stretch and relax. I mean, like I've literally poured a cup of coffee while my guest is talking before, which I can never do if it was video because that would be so rude, but it allows me to just kind of take a a deep breath and relax. And so that when it's my turn to talk, like I'm, I can now 
turn full on and be full of energy, full of bandwidth and full of excitement. And so when I do batch interviews, a bunch of back to back a day, it's so less stressful and it's so much less taxing is even a better word. It's so much less taxing to do audio only interviews because when you're talking, I can you know, I'm listening, but I'm kind of checked out beyond that. The rest of my body's kind of like, meow, like I'm kind of like just like hanging out. But when 100%. the video's on, I'm still on. I'm still like smiling, looking at the camera like, hi, yeah, you're right. You're so smart, all these things. So that's kind of my summation of that. So what is your kind of thoughts as I'm going through this? 100%, I couldn't agree more. I think it's exhausting uh, to have the video on. And I, I was using the videos to promote on my Instagram. So that's kind of one of my promotional pieces that I would use. I kind of like them. But they wouldn't even do that great. So I'm like, you know what? I don't like this. And then I noticed as well, like I was always worried about my background, the lighting, all this stuff. And I did. we had twins in December, Boxing Day. And a lot of the podcasts I do, I, I'm, I'm exhausted. I was up all night with the kids. And I just I look on the camera. I look horrible. Now that's what <laughs> I'm thinking about. And I'm like, why? Like I don't want to be thinking about that. It's not really about me. Or And then your guests aren't always comfortable on camera either. I've True. Noticed, right? I can do it. I don't mind throwing the camera. It doesn't really bother me. But I, I just look at the other people and they're kind of like looking off. And like you said, I even did a talk last week live on stage. And I noticed some guy fell asleep in the back row. <laughs> and it just completely threw off my yes. entire talk, right? And uh, and then I noticed later he fell asleep for somebody else's talk. So it wasn't actually me. It was just he was – it was him. <laughs> but like you said, it's like one of those things where like even now with you, I can just bang this out real quick and be comfortable um, even though I might be in my boxers, right? Yeah, and you also know that you're getting the highest quality audio that can possibly happen yes. because your listeners are not going to be seeing the video anyway, so why not just make that the best possible experience? Absolutely. Now, the one thing I will say that is a benefit of video is it does um, have a, a an, it, it does give you the ability to, to not talk over each other quite as much because... Um, you can kind of tell when somebody's about to talk. And so then maybe you kind of be like, oh, Matt, were you about to say something there? Or you can kind of maybe wrap up what you're going to say. So there is those kind of visual cues that absolutely is a reality. Those visual cues are absolutely a reality. But I don't think that it outweighs all the other things, the, the negatives and the cons that we just talked about. So I just don't do it. And the thing is, too, is when you do this enough, you, you just become so much more attuned audibly to hear when people are starting to really wrap up their talk. And then they kind of end on that down note like that. And then you can just, just know that, okay, now I'm going to kind of step in and do that. And of course, there's always editing afterwards. Like if you think the person is done, give another second. If they still aren't don't say anything, then you can cut in and start start your side of the conversation. And then you can go in afterwards and tighten up that little silence with just a little, it's called splicing, which is very simple to do as well. So just a couple of things for thought there. And you know, I know you're going to probably leave at some point pretty quickly, but maybe if we have a couple of minutes left or even a few seconds left, let's shift the conversation because I'm kind of curious. So um, you say you're a professional hockey player. <clears throat> you say you said you're a professional hockey player. Do you play in the NHL or on some other professional league? I played professionally in Europe. So I'm from Canada. I moved to Europe when I was 21 to play hockey in some of the lower uh, levels over there. It wasn't good enough to make the NHL, so I did the best. Uh, next best thing, went to Europe, lived the life, and uh, played the game I loved over there. Did you play in college in the States or in Canada at all? For one year, yeah. And then I realized that I absolutely couldn't stand school and I punted uh, <laughs> six grand into that. And I said, let's not do any more of that. And let's just uh, do what we should be doing. You know, I just watched um, Kobe Bryant's um, documentary, The Muse, which is fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I just loved his response to this, which, by the way, I totally agree with. And it sounds like you will, too. But people are like, Kobe, don't you regret that you didn't like go to college and get your degree? And he looked at the camera. He's like, 
listen, my job, and I knew what my job was, was to become the best basketball player I could possibly be. Do you think me going to intro to psychology and math 101, you know, and then trying to squeeze in a couple hours of basketball during the day, is that going to make me the best basketball player I was going to be? Or if I went to the, straight to the NBA and I was now eating drinking, breathing, living basketball from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed, which is the scenario that's going to allow me to become the best basketball player I can be? And I was like, here's a dude that knows that he's going to be playing basketball, you know, God willing, and he doesn't get this devastating injury, which of course he didn't, for 20 years. I mean, 20 years, he's going to be playing this game. Like that is his career. Like that is a massive career. So why would you give yourself that distraction if you know where you're going? So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I love it. And I think for myself, um, just speaking from experience, I know for a fact that the only way I know this now, I didn't know this then the only way I can learn how to do anything is by doing it myself. Right. I didn't have anybody help me with the podcast. I didn't have any core. I, I watched some of your stuff and some of your videos, of course, but I had to get hands on to learn how to do this. And so sitting in a geology 30 class <laughs> and then having to go home and study with my buddies, and then go take the test. Like my buddies were getting 80, 90% and they'd say this, this class is so easy. I was getting 30s and 40s because I just couldn't retain any information because my mind was on the things I wanted to be doing. And geology 30 and learning about rocks and dirt uh, was not it, unfortunately. So I think you have to know thyself. And if, if you can do that and you have a goal and a mission and school is a part of that, great. But if you don't, then in 2018, it, it's not a big deal. Well, listen, quick hockey story for you. I went to Providence College in Rhode nice. Island, which, you know, is really prideful of both their men's and women's hockey. Our women's hockey is phenomenal as well. Back in actually 2002, when the women's won the gold, the gold medal, the USA women's, uh, nine of the players on the team were from Providence College, which is pretty huge. But uh, I was in Vegas, and I was at a bachelor party, and I saw... Well, I knew this, but I had a reminder set up that um, my team was playing Boston University for the national championship um, in 10 minutes. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm in a pool. I'm like, I got to go. So I like, ran out of the pool. I was still dripping wet. The, the bouncer's like, dude, you can't come back in if you leave. I'm like, I know, I'm, I, I got to go watch a game. I ran to um, the sports area where they were playing all the games. I walked up to the guy just as like the game was about to, to, to face off. And I was like, what are the odds on the Providence BU game? He was like, they're like five to one BU because like Providence was like the lowest seed to ever make it to the finals um, after, you know, this, the, the hockey, whatever playoff is. And he and I was just like, all right. And I put down a bunch of money on him. Like, let's go all on Providence. He's like, okay. And I, when I sat down, I'm still dripping wet, like in these seats here. And I went on to watch what ended up being an incredible game where Providence won four to three. And it was just one of those games at the end wow. where BU should have scored about six times in the last like two minutes but just like these amazing saves and I just walked out of there with just too much cash to that that's safe to have in Vegas and um, let's just say I didn't wake up with most of it for sure but it was a great experience my alumni Providence College won the national championship and uh, I'm very proud of them for that that's awesome I'll tell a quick story too before we go yeah. I watched hockey I was watching the hockey game last night some Vegas was paying 50 to one at the start of the year to win the cup some guy no sorry 500 to one some guy put 50 bucks on them to win, which would have paid 25 grand if Vegas ends up winning. He sold that ticket to his buddy for 400 bucks. Uh, I think it was a couple months ago. If Vegas ends up winning the cup, this guy's going to be out 25 grand. If they don't, <laughs> I guess he made four or 350 bucks on the ticket. So 
it'll be a good sweat for him either way. Oh, I love it. And Matt, great story on hockey. I hope I gave you some value on the podcasting world. I'll give you one more piece of value. Um, Are you going to be having this interview on Skype? He's hitting me up right now. I'm just putting him on the uh, the back burner until we're done. All right, well, we're, we're, we're wrapping up right now, but here's a big piece of advice, my friends. After we, we're done, before you call him, go to Skype Preferences and turn off your notification sounds because that is no bueno for a podcast. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate the call. That was fun to uh, chat with you. <laughs> Matt, take care, brother. All right, ciao, Ben. Bye. Another couple lovely chats with lovely Fire Nation human beings. Keep asking questions, Fire Nation, because I want to come at you with the best answers that I know in my over six years and 2,000 interviews and everything that I've done to build EO Fire into what it is today. And part of that comes to me creating completely free training for you. And one of those free trainings that I just created that I'm so proud of, so many man hours went into this. And I guess we should say woman hours too, because Kate was a huge part of this three hours to your big idea. This is a three-hour training that will get you to your big idea. So Fire Nation, even if you think you have your big idea, take this three-hour training just to clarify and to make sure that you can focus and you're going down the right path on what you need to be focusing on. Follow one course until success. Visit yourbigidea.io and I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, what if I told you that you are one solid ad away from having predictable sales in your business and being able to truly scale? You probably ask me how to create that ad. Well, my friend Billy Jean put together a completely free training where he does just that. Learn Billy's proven and repeatable three-step process to generate leads and sales for any product or service. The only thing stopping entrepreneurs from using the same strategy is knowing it exists and learning how the heck to make it work. Visit watchbillysvideo.com to access his free training today. Watchbillysvideo.com.